When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello. How are you? Oh, pretty all right. How are you feeling? (laughs) Be honest. I know my voice is kind of going a little bit now. Now it's my turn. Both of ours were going for a bit. Mine went and yours held up. Now mine's kind of coming back and now yours is gone. A little, yeah, mine's a little rough around the edges here. So um, I'll make it work. For y'all, but uh, it, yeah, there might be points where I'm going to have to get you to take over a little bit. Um, that said, we do have a great podcast coming up. First of all, before we tell you what's coming up in this podcast, thank you for the DMs. You guys, I, I loved how much value you felt you took out of yesterday's podcast with Tony Joe yes. Hall. That's so great. He's and I, and I told everyone this who sent me a DM, and I got so many DMs about real estate, their own personal situations, how they felt that a lot of the things we were talking about reflect their exact situations. That's great. But a lot of messages about, wow, how honest was he when he could totally try to sugarcoat things like a lot of people in his position as a realtor might. He did. And do, by the way. And do. He didn't. And and that, hey, guys, we would never have anyone on this podcast that we don't feel is good at what they do. Of course, number one. Number two, be real with you. That's what this podcast has always been about is being real. It's uncensored. It's rough. It's raw at times. And then we just have fun as well. But uh, that's what it's here for, right? We would never bring you anyone who's going to give you sugar-coated bullshit. So that's what Tony Johal is all about. That's why we invited him to come on the pod to answer all those questions. Uh, and, and we're glad that you took so much out of it. So thank you for those DMs. Uh, Sandra's coming up, right? Yeah, so Sandra Ziskin, great friend of ours, longtime, uh, longtime friend, and she's been on the pod before. This time we're going to talk to her about York University and the news that just came down from them. Good. Very yes. good. Yes. And we'll get Sandra to explain the story. I, I imagine... You know what? I'll save it for when Sandra's on the phone. It's going to be like five minutes from now, guys. I'm thinking like York alumni have every right to be outraged. And and Sandra's going to talk about that in a class action lawsuit. Before we get to Sandra, though, two things I want to play for you. I thought it was over. It's not. Here we are in respiratory season. And yesterday in the House of Commons, the conservatives tried to propose a new law that the government cannot impose vaccine mandates on the federal service or anyone in Canada. They wanted assurance from the government, no more vaccine mandates. The prime minister, uh, he did it again and started calling people names. This is 30 seconds. Listen to Justin Trudeau yesterday. Mr. Speaker, when the leader of the opposition talks about dividing Canadians, he doesn't actually want to accept that over 80% of Canadians chose to get vaccinated during the pandemic, Mr. Speaker. And he continues to play divisive games. He continues to play divisive games to try uh, and divide Canadians on a matter core to public health and public safety. We have always stood up for the safety of Canadians while he chooses to wear a tinfoil hat, Mr. Speaker. There it is again, folks. There it is again. That Mr. was Speaker. When the leader of the let me op- pause that bullshit. That is the prime <laughs> minister of the country again on October twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, again saying, "If you don't agree with mandates, you're a tinfoil wearing or tinfoil hat wearing person." 
again, he's calling people names that disagree with him on vaccines. It's outrageous. You know, I really think, uh, by the way, the Bloc and the NDP voted with the Liberals yesterday to shoot down that law. So vaccine mandates may still be legal in Canada until somebody has the balls to challenge it in court. It's wild to me, Kat. You'd think that they'd leave well enough alone. You'd think they'd read the room and see that people have no tolerance for this. But then they're going to act shocked when there's an election and mandates come up again and the conservatives end up with 300 seats in the House and the liberals have five. I, it's, it's coming. I, I don't understand why he's still calling people names. That tinfoil hat wearing thing, completely uncalled for. He's dividing people again. It's gross. But there's one more thing I want to play, and this is yesterday during the Bank of Canada announcement on interest rates. This is uh, Carolyn Rogers, the deputy Bank of Canada governor, talking about all the pressures that our, our markets are under. Um, normally, uh, house, price, house prices move pretty lockstep with interest rate increases as interest rate increases. Most, most Canadians buy houses with credit, so they're one of the first things that respond to monetary policy. As, as interest rates come down, um, house prices will move up a bit and they'll come off as interest rates come back up. Um, we haven't seen that same dynamic. They've come off a bit this time, but we're not seeing, uh, relative to the, the degree of rate increases, we're not seeing the, the decline in house prices that we, we would expect. Um, that really comes down to the, you know, the thing that we've talked about many times, which is there is a structural uh, lack of supply in the Canadian housing market. So uh, really, until we address that, that supply issue, um, interest rates on their own are not going to help us get back to a housing affordability uh, uh, situation or solution. Here's the reason I wanted to play that, Kat. That's the deputy governor of the Bank of Canada basically admitting this was never about inflation. This was about taking equity away from homeowners. Houses were too expensive and they want to take that equity away because it's better with the bank than it is with individuals like us. Mm. They really thought that if they raised interest rates as much as they have, they could make your house worthless. And that was exactly what they wanted to do. Feel free to go back and listen. Yeah. Tell me any other interpretation of what she was saying. They wanted to use interest rates to bring down the value of your home <sighs> or your investment. That's disgusting. I also don't understand why the Bank of Canada, who says they're completely independent and neutral, will not acknowledge that one of the major reasons is immigration. There's so many people coming here every day. And yeah, we've got a shortage of houses, but we don't need to be bringing people here right now. I don't know why people are so afraid to say that. We really don't. And it's even irresponsible to bring people here when there's nowhere for them to live. But now that they're here, that's what's going to keep housing prices high. And the Bank of Canada is just a completely lost cause. We should just abolish the central bank altogether and fire the idiots that are running it. It's embarrassing now. Hi, guys. Hey, Sandra. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on your podcast. Oh, we appreciate it. We, um, let's get right to it. Yes. We saw the other day class action lawsuit filed by Diamond and Diamond against York University. And I thought, ooh, this is good. Could you explain to us exactly why you decided not only to bring this lawsuit forward, but why you did it so quickly? So the reason I did it so quickly, let me start there, is because the Jewish students on campus have been 
emailing me and getting in touch with me that they don't feel safe. They currently do not feel safe. They are going to campus. They're being warned by people not to wear their, their uh, you know, their Stars of David, their yarmulkes, anything identifying them as a Jew, and they don't feel safe on campus, and they need immediate action. Wow. And, and what is, you know, I realize this as people are listening to this, maybe they aren't they aren't understanding exactly what has happened uh, leading up. Well, I know there's a long history, uh, but how, how would you explain what is happening at York University and why specifically there's a problem there? Sure. So for, for decades, York University has allowed the anti-Semitism to foster under the guise of anti-Israel speech. So what they're doing is they're suggesting that it's not anti-Semitic, it's anti-Israel. And to be clear, political discourse between people, even heated political discourse, is good. That's what a university is for. That's what it should be. It's an institute of higher learning. It should be a political discourse. The problem is York University has let it devolve into violence, hate speech, chanting about death of Jews. It's become to a point where the atmosphere is so toxic that Jewish students do not feel safe on the premises. And this is not something that's happened recently. What happened, though, is with the recent war on Hamas by Israel, it is now escalated to a point where they feel they cannot even enter onto the campus. And that's ridiculous. Sandra, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't understand what's happening right now. And and the reason I don't is never in my life did I think I would see a day where people are walking downtown Toronto or people are walking across the campus at York University calling for the destruction of Israel and and the elimination of the Jews openly in public. I mean, to me, that was always hate speech. I don't understand why nobody's getting arrested. So, so it's hate speech, and this is our point, except when it comes to Jews. If this was any other religious group, organization, race, creed, anything, you can imagine the heads that would be rolling. People would be fired. They would be up in arms. There would be, there would be groups, anything. But because it's Jews, somehow it's allowed, and that's what the purpose of this lawsuit is. Trust me when I tell you, nobody wanted to do this lawsuit, including me. York is my alma mater. I did not want to do it, but there's no other choice. I have a letter that we that was sent to them from the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal in 2020, in 2020, outlining all of the problems, including professors saying the Holocaust didn't happen at a school of higher uh, higher learning, wow. and the York, and York University, this is from 2020, failed to address it. They tried, they've been told about this a million times and they refuse to address it. So this is the only recourse we have is to bring public attention to a lawsuit. Do you, and that's all we have. Do you think that the, the leadership, the executive at York are anti-Semites? Do you think they secretly like this? I don't know if they secretly like this. I really hope not. But Scott, just like you said, I'm a Jew. I had my kid's school was threatened you know, in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks, you know, it's, it's terrifying what's going on. It's actually mm-hmm. terrifying and heartbreaking that in Canada, a place we call home, I have to worry about sending my kid to school, that I have to sit there and think, is he going to school? Is somebody going to threaten him today? Is somebody going to follow him out from school? Should he go for lunch off campus? Does he need to stay on the campus? The fact that I have to even think this in Canada is so sickening and heartbreaking to me. It's, insane. No parents should feel that way. And you had mentioned you had students reaching out to you as well. Now, is there fellow alum that is also going to be a part of this? Have you been reached out to by um, pretty much anyone involved? Oh, the the calls, and you know, for me to say call volume at Diamond Diamond is high is really not an exaggeration because our call volume is always high. It's been off the, off the chart. Mm-hmm. Alumni, people calling, people telling me how 
you know, there was an incident where they had to lock themselves in the student union because people were banging on the door screaming death to Jews. And this is not recent. This is 10 years ago. This is 10 years ago, and we didn't do anything. So this is what I'm talking about. It's that level. This is not somebody just saying, oh, we don't like Israel's policies. Like, be very clear, I wouldn't come to this expense of a lawsuit if it was that. This is violence and hate speech at a level that I've never seen before. It's all heartbreaking. So what is the class action accusing York of, and what is it you want on behalf of the people who joined the class action from York? So the class action is asking them, all we're asking them to do is they have a set of rules and code of conduct in place. The same they need to uphold their own rules. They need to do it, and they need to expel anybody. Anybody who calls for the destruction of Jews or destruction of Israel should be expelled from the school. That is not productive conversation, number one. That actively gets involved and and, uh, asks for the destruction of the Jews needs to be removed, tenure or not. They need to hold up a code of conduct. And if they're unable to do it because we're Jewish people, then just imagine that it's some other race they feel comfortable doing with, because this is insane. They have a code of conduct. They should do it. And the $15 million, to be clear, my plaintiffs have already instructed me any amount of money would go to, uh, like, the Friends of Simon Wiesenthal or some Jewish organization to, to, to get education going. This is not a cash grab. This is not for money. This is literally for change. Nobody wants the money, to be clear. Is it embarrassing? I mean, you're a Jew and you are alumni of York to see what's going on on the campus of your alma mater right now. I can't imagine it's not embarrassing. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. I know it's going on on campuses all over the place, but it's horrifying that this is happening and it's so close to home. It's so close. It's, it's actually horrifying to watch and it's, it's, it saddens me. Yeah. Well, good for you for stepping up. I think that there's people um, in a lot of situations that feel fearful to do so. So I think that it's pretty incredible that you're, that you're going against that grain and you're speaking up and, and that's great. Is there anything you want to say to people who are interested in taking part? Where can they go? What can they do? So, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's York or any other university, if you're feeling, and by the way, it doesn't matter what your religion, your background is. If any person of any background is feeling that they can't attend a higher level of education without being tormented based on their religion, race, whatever it is, call us at Diamond and Diamond, 1-800-567-HERT. Any, anybody, whether it's TMU, whether it's University of Toronto, whatever it is, please call us. And by the way, we're not stopping with York. There will be more to come because as this is coming, I'm getting more and more from other universities and there will be more universities to come. Somebody has to answer for this. Is, is, are you guys getting, I, I guess the answer to this is probably no. I, I was going to ask if you're getting the support you need. I mean, I know Toronto police had to set up some command centers just so yes. they can quickly respond in Jewish neighborhoods if yes. shit goes down. And, and I'm right. wondering, I mean, that's one area, one police force, but there's Jewish people everywhere. And, and I right. assume you feel targeted just about anywhere you go if you're identified as a Jew. Are, are you being protected off of campuses and just in general life? Is there adequate security? I, listen, I, I, I don't know. I can say the police forces have been amazing. York Regional Police have been amazing. Uh, Toronto Police have been amazing. Anytime anybody has reached out and said, listen, we're having a charity event for the victims of, of whatever, they've always sent cop cars they've, free of charge. They've been amazing. But look, even them, they can't be everywhere at one place at one time. They're, you know, they're limited with their resources, too. And the fact that 
<laughs> they have to set up a command post at a Jewish a Jewish children's day school is sickening. It's sick. Sickening. Mm-hmm. Completely ridiculous. It's sickening. Why are people not being arrested? I don't understand. I mean, like we talked about earlier, if this had been anything else, there would have been arrests and it would have been tagged with hate speech. And I don't understand why. I mean, surely people have a right to protest, but I think we've all seen stuff online or in person where these protests have gone too far in calling for the destruction of the Jews and the elimination of Israel. How is this going on? I I have no idea, but I think I think. To be fair to the police, I think the hard part they're having is what's the freedom of speech and what's the hate speech. It's really hard, especially when you're on the ground and, like, you're trying to just prevent people from entering Gardner Expressway to stop traffic. You know, your priorities are all over the place. You're just trying to get things peaceful and calm. Um, I, I think they're, they're not really sure what to do. I know the three people that, um, the three people that threatened chat, the Jewish high school, they were arrested for saying that uh, – they were going to bomb the school. Um, that was done. But in a public protest, I think at that time, I, I'm giving them the, the benefit of the doubt to say they're just trying to keep the peace and keep it from getting too out of hand. But, I mean, it's just what you see right now, ripping down posters of kids that were um, kidnapped, uh, uh, going after Israeli-owned businesses and threatening people while children are there eating. Mm-hmm. This is Canada. This yeah. is Canada. Yeah. It's crazy. I... Uh, I- I'm thinking about you. I'm, I'm thinking about everybody who's feeling scared or or afraid right now. And and I'm really glad that you're doing this lawsuit. It's time. Let's uh, take it to the schools and, and remind them that they do have a code of conduct and they have to respect it no matter what their personal feelings are. And, and let's try and end some of the, the vitriol and violence and hate speech that's going on out there. Good job, Sandra. I ap- applaud you on this lawsuit. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you having me on. You guys have always been... Super sweet and super supportive. Uh, love you, Sandra. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, Kat, Sandra's off the line now, and I could hear the angst. I could hear the the raw emotion in her voice. She's one of the most professional, calm, cool, and collected lawyers I know, and, and she was having a hard time with that, and, and it's obviously very personal to her. And, and this is a, not just a lawyer that you see on TV and hear on the radio. This is a mom that wakes up every day in Toronto and sends her kids off to school, not knowing if that school is going to be targeted That's, by extremists. Nobody should have to go through that, like in any way, say, shape, or form, for sure. Um, I can't even imagine. Okay, now for your part, I see that. Okay, we're gonna kill your mic. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, just hang on a sec. I'm glad we got the whole Sandra interview in, but I'm also hearing it in your voice that you are, you're, you're, it's catching up to you, right? Oh yeah. Want to yeah, end yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I, Let's I might, cut it short I might, today. Ha- I might have to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dave is going to be here for tomorrow's podcast. If you want to get in on this class action lawsuit against York, feel free to contact Diamond and Diamond Lawyers. Not us. We're not suing anybody at the moment. Uh, or being sued, which is also great. Yeah. I mean, so far, so good anyway in, that, been, in that realm. It's been a great day. So far, so good. Uh, they're great. I mean, they're great for uh, this is incredible what they're doing. Uh, but above and beyond, if you are looking to uh, speak with anyone about personal injury law or anything in that realm, uh, Diamond and Diamond is fantastic. Have a great day, everybody. Sorry for the shorter episode, but we'll be back tomorrow. I will be anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll good? be here. I'll yeah. be here. All right. You know what? In the middle of in the middle of that, I just had one of those tickles in my throat, and I couldn't I couldn't do it. I tried water, everything, couldn't do it. Um, but I, anyway, I'll be here. I'll be here for sure.
You should record some like sexy voiceovers when you get home. Just yeah. in, just have them in the bank in have case somebody bank? wants a sexy read. <laughs> that raspy voice. Wait, do you want some David Des? <laughs> <laughs> For five ninety nine, you got five hundred David Des. Get some scotch, all right? I'll do it. See Yay. you tomorrow, everybody. The FAA just got a new leader after a year and a half without anyone in charge. Yeah, I guess for the last year and a half, it's been every plane for themselves. <laughs> yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, apparently he was in boarding group D. So. <laughs> a new study suggests that the moon is 40 million years older than scientists previously believed. Even crazier, John Stamos is 60. <laughs> This is going viral at a Taco Bell in Indiana. An employee was caught giving one of their coworkers a haircut in the kitchen. <laughs> the only thing worse than finding one long hair in your food is finding 500 short ones, don't you think? <laughs> I, I actually prefer to spend a few extra bucks and get my haircut at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs>